0: it's episode nine it's time to ride a bus with the podcast hosts you know you can trust queen writes songs so fast you'll cry like the magic school bus this episode flies cool pair of pants and a photo mystery an acid trip with ken Kesey. ogre battles in small soldiers and r2d2 harmonizers it's time for a show to start now it's episode nine of weird pals hello everyone welcome to another kraken episode I gotta start using British slang for this episode. Uh, Blimey, blimey, blokes! (laughs) Welcome to the Weird Pals Podcast. My name is Tim, and ooh, British fact about myself: I have never been.
1: Just you've never been, never been, in general. You've never. I've been been in general, but I've never been to the British Have you uh, been to Big Ben? I've never been to Big Ben. I've seen Big Ben. Oh, yeah? Uh, yes, I did go to London. There's my fun fact. I am Joel, and I have been to London. Oh, nice. Yeah, I stayed there for three months once. Isn't that exciting? Do they measure time in months over there? I think it's in uh, blunts, is what they call it. <laughs> blunts. <laughs> the Cockney use of yes. time. Yes. Uh,
0: yeah. uh, we're here to talk about every single song of the Weird Al.
1: Canon? Is that an appropriate word? let's go with canon canon it's a booming one i like it Ooh, and we've made it all the way to this episode
0: where we're gonna talk about this number of tracks in
1: which i don't know let's go with nine is it nine i'm gonna i'm guessing nine um count them one two three four five six seven eight nine boom (laughs) <laughs> Another one rides the bus. Uh, and since I have this out, uh, like we've been doing, mm-hmm. we've been analyzing the cover to see which songs have to do with the uh, art That's that right. corresponds to the song.
0: Audience, the, um, the album art of the Weird Al's debut album is a illustrated picture of Al in a very, very messy bedroom, and if you squint... And find things, kind of like the I Spy book as a child. You can
1: find oh. clues to every single song
0: on the album. Every
1: last one of them. Um, And the only real main one that I see is uh, this bus right here. Where there's a packed bus. Because what is this song about? A very crowded bus That's a... that uh, other people keep writing. I would say that that bus is not to scale. That bus It is not, but it is also has a wind on the top, meaning it's a toy bus.
0: Wait, hold on. Is this like a Toy Story uh, scenario of the song? I'm pretty sure this is where they got,
1: um, where Pixar got the idea for Toy Story. Because
0: Weird Al wrote a song about tiny toys riding on a tiny packed toy bus.
1: Yes. Hmm. Only you would only know that from the illustration, though. The song does not tell you that. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> inside knowledge that everyone now knows. Uh, this 100% true fact. That's right we're here um, uh, the,
0: the main thrust of this podcast is to yeah. insert more info into the zeitgeist and to really
1: yeah whether it's right or wrong whether it's happen. wrong or rug or if it's rot <laughs> it's going in <laughs> um yeah so i'm not seeing too much else i'm looking at it um there is at least uh a pack of sardines and in the lyrics he says we're packed in here like sardines oh. and that's right next to the bus so that's a potential one I'll go with it. Yeah. Let's go with that it. That sounds reasonable. That doesn't even sound I like went a stretch. I it. Nope. Done. Did it. I don't see anything else. Well. All right. My... Well, there we go. Did everyone find it? Everybody? I hope so.
0: <laughs> everyone, mark your album covers. Everyone,
1: mark your album covers. Get your Sharpie. Ruin it. That's right. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I am I am done looking at it now.
0: Excellent. Joel, wouldn't you but know. But I'm still looking at it. Oh, God. you got to put it
1: down. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, what did i know uh that this song is a parody of a f- is it now famous song
1: uh, not by a famous band i'm assuming I, I, that too oh the wow. song is from 1980 another
0: one bites the dust oh do you see now, how those Tim, words sound
1: similar they do <laughs> like a few of them are the same a few of them are the same <laughs>
0: That does really throw me. Every once in a while Weird Al has a song that's the exact same name as the song that's being parodied
1: and it oh, makes yeah. my brain hurt. Like, uh you could have whatever you like. That song. I it's think the same that's... hook. It's just it's just changing the um it's really cheap, stupid stuff instead of Yeah, the, the framework things. is different. Also, but we'll get there in a good four years.
0: Also she drives <laughs> like crazy and she oh, yeah, di- and that breaks my brain every time. It's like
1: which one is the she actual drives me crazy. Oh, she uh yeah, she drives me crazy. None of that is what we're talking like about crazy. today, though, Joel. No, but we will be on that one when UHF shows up. That's right. Which will be just a hoot. We'll get there. If <laughs> all of the work
0: that happens behind the scenes tells me anything, we'll definitely be getting there for a sure. A lot of
1: work. Oh, God. So much work. Too much work. I have work. to read. Ah, oh, jeez, Tim. Are you going to tell me uh, what the uh, another one bites the dust is about well what i can tell you is who writes the song what
0: it's about oh. seems uh ambiguous we'll f- i'm assuming it's about death it's about death kind of i mean the phrase is about death okay we'll see i'll you know what i will we'll look online and see what that is because oh, i don't have an information god tim i know we're here to be teach me the ways here's what i can tell you joel the <laughs> yes, song's by me. queen oh i've heard of that band good Uh, Queen is a uh, British rock band that started as, like, a prog rock band and then turned into, like, a pop opera band, Mm. which is an interesting... Mamma Mia. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's not what that is. Uh, 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 Lead singer, Freddie Mercury. Uh, Lead guitar, Brian May. Uh, Drums, Roger Taylor. And bass, John Deacon. Uh, all four of them songwriters. Mm. So when I tell you that they had eight albums in seven years between the years of seventy-three and eighty, it's because there's four goddamn songwriters, and they're just like churning out stuff like nuts. A super band. They're a super band. Although not a super group, because this is the band that they're almost
1: famous for. Yeah.
0: So there's that. <laughs>
1: Uh, Tim is currently holding his eyes. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Freddie Mercury is not (laughs) Freddie Mercury's real name. Wouldn't you know? Oh, see, I did not know that. He was. That's new knowledge. Yeah,
0: he was born in Zanzibar. Oh, would you like to order
1: food from there?
0: (laughs) (laughs) After we're done with the Weird Al podcast version of this, we're going to go into the Tenacious D version, and (laughs) we're going to talk about Zanzibar exactly (laughs) one more time. Uh, Joel, I'm going to give you a guess. I'll give you $5 so you can tell me where in the world oh. Zanzibar is.
1: Um. Oh. Can you even give me you the see, continent? See, I just assumed that they were from Britain somewhere, but. Uh, give me the continent. Like, That's a one in seven. Uh, I don't know. Uh, North America. Wrong. Africa. Ah, dang it. What'd you say, though? I missed it because I was expelling. Uh, curse africa it's off the africa it's okay. off the coast of uh, swahili see i did not know he was from africa that's that's not off the coast of swahili swahili is a language tim <laughs> you see i knew such little that i didn't even question that it's off I the coast like, okay, of okay swahili yes it's off the coast of <laughs> I've Tan- been there. tanzania
0: So he was born there, Uh, he moved back up to England when he was a boy, I think, uh, because uh, Zanzibar was a British colony, Um, and then uh, ended up joining Brian May and starting Queen. Um, The band first uh, released an album called Queen, just like Weird Al having a self-titled first album. Oh, wow. Look at that. And because uh, their albums took so long to record, uh, they're a, a prog rock band uh, to begin with. So there's lots of like parts to cover and lots of things to do in the studio to make the songs happen. And there are four songwriters, so they end up writing a lot more songs than what they need. So they actually release their first two albums within a year of each other. Queen Ooh.
1: and Queen 2, the sequel, even queenier.
0: Ooh. That's not Even
1: <laughs> queenier. They took a note off of the Zeppelin who was doing that. That's right.
0: I um probably other people too. I've but... never heard any of any early Queen stuff at all. I know like the top ten songs that everyone else knows.
1: Yeah, I um I had a greatest hit CD as a kid that I listened to a few times. Um and I don't know how many of those were like early songs, I... but it was whatever they considered the good ones right. were on that.
0: So Killer Queen I think is the first big
1: song, and that doesn't come until album number six. Oh three. See, I know that one. And I don't think the first
0: two have many big hits that came over to the United States. Fair. But I want to show some to
1: you. Oh, please
0: do. Okay, this comes from the debut album. It's called My Fairy King.
1: Listen to that wailing guitar, and that piano. <laughs> Doesn't
0: that sound like something Tenacious D would actually do?
1: Oh, it does, yeah. <laughs> Really? Yeah, that's good. So,
0: super proggy, there's like a thousand things going on in these songs. Yeah. And now he's talking about some fairy queen. (laughs) Crazy voice, though. Very good. Right? This is
1: interesting, though, because it's the same kind of stuff I'm used to, but much less quality in the sense of just recording. But uh it's also yeah it's like a little it's all still there. It's like a little darker, like a little
0: like minor key more than major key kind of. Yeah. Um and I it makes me think of like uh it's like so much of their music is like over the top thematically and yeah. um like it's almost like Oh, this would be like what Dungeon and Dragons people would like listen to when they were in high school. Because <laughs> yes. it's like, they're, the track list on these albums, let's see if I can go find them. I've been listening to uh, them.
1: I have them right in front of me okay. if you want to. Yeah, just list So off. we got all of them? <laughs> I need to list off all of them. All right. One, keep yourself alive. Two, doing all right. Three, great king rat. That sounds like a familiar one to me for some reason. Oh, I just hit a button. <laughs> Oh, My Fairy King, Liar, The Night Comes Down, Modern Times, This Rock and Roll, Son and Daughter, Jesus, Seven Seas of Rye, or The Kaiser. Ooh, there you go. Nice. Look look at that uh,
0: comparison. So they've got some proggy stuff (laughs) with some really intense uh, narratives in there. But then they also have- Great King Rat. I want you to go to this one I'm going to send you. This is from their second album. Their first and second album are pretty similar um but they're not all proggy songs because some of them are prog songs and some of them are like blues rock songs like this one very much is so those are bonkers drums
1: and now it sounds like a jack white song (laughs) it does a bit (laughs) I'm surprised they knew Jack White back then. I know. <laughs> so a bunch of the songs sound like this
0: because uh, some of the songwriters like blues rock more than they like frog rock, rock. So like, yeah. they like they don't commit on a sound; they just like go for whatever. Yeah. It's like what are they feeling at the time? This done. In fact, this is a different Which singer. Which I appreciate. This is um, this song is by Roger Taylor. Hmm. Because that doesn't sound like Freddie Mercury at
1: all there is a song called ogre battle yeah I want that you to, fits in with your theme i want you to click on ogre battle oh okay
0: you notice all these like weird phaser sounds like they're getting addicted to like all of the new audio processing technology yeah. and they just like, like bring we can in, do this so let's do exactly. it <laughs> exactly just bring in whatever new toy exists <laughs>
1: Oh, that sounds pretty sweet. I haven't heard any of this. Um, like the B-sides especially. They're pretty cool. Yeah, it's
0: wild. They've had tons and tons of hits in the 70s. So neither of these two albums really had some like crazy big hits. But starting with the third one called Off to the Races, um, they have the following hit singles for the rest of the 80s. Here we go. Kill- Bring it on. Killer Queen. Good one. You're My Best Friend.
1: I don't know. Probably good. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: Yeah, I know that one.
0: Somebody. Never heard that song before. Okay.
1: (laughs) Oh, and a future Weird Al song coming. That's right. Bohemian Rhapsody. I made sure to delineate a lot
0: of information for that (laughs) episode. I was like, I'm not going to do those things. Um, Somebody to love. Uh, We will rock you. Hmm. We are the champions.
1: Oh, I've heard that in movies. Fat Bottom Girls. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs>
0: bicycle Race.
1: That's one of my favorites. And
0: Don't Stop Me Now have all happened before Another One Bites the Dust. Oh, okay. Interesting. So from 73 to 80, all of those have been, like, number one songs. A lot of them have charted in the U- in the United States, obviously, and, like, worldwide. Something about Queen is, like, their songs, like, really blow up worldwide, so they're Man. all gazillionaires And because a bunch of them write their own songs, they're all getting money depending on which one hits off. So
1: Oh, yeah, true. They each get different royalties, I guess. Yeah, depending. exactly. That makes sense.
0: So by the time this one comes out <laughs> in 1980, um, I want you to take a, a, a swing here, Joel. You get a one in four chance. Is it the Ooh. singer, the drummer, the guitarist, or the bass player that ends up writing... Another One Bites the Dust. Think about the most prominent instrument.
1: See, I want to say bass. You're, just to... you're exactly right, Joel. It. You win the it. prize. I've done it. What is my prize? Uh, the feeling that you have
0: right now. That's
1: a nice prize. This feels
0: good. Another One Bites the Dust <laughs> is the fourth single off of the eighth Queen album.
1: Out of how many? You say nine.
0: Uh, i don't know how many albums there are there's a couple oh, okay. more because this okay. happens
1: in 80 and frankie
0: and uh, live aid doesn't happen until 1985 so they still have uh, a couple okay. more albums until then yeah uh okay. so this is just so far into their discography it's bonkers but another one bites the dust becomes their number one most popular song in their entire
1: history huh um interesting because like i mean it as far as their songs go i like that song but i think some of the other ones are i I guess it's arguably better but so a
0: lot of the brian may and freddie mercury songs are very like operatic and like proggy and kind of crazy and really fun uh another one bites the dust is basically just a disco song
1: um
0: john deacon wrote it um and uh the story goes as the story goes um they were playing the song around, and I think they played a show in L.A. and Michael Jackson was present at the concert. And upon Michael Jackson's uh, encouragement, he said, "You guys need to release this song as a single." So they oh. they did on their their next album cycle for the album called The Game, and it is the number one song by some number one single by Queen. And it's, like, number one in the United States. It's number one, like, in tons and tons of countries. And a lot of it is because the disco phase craze is happening. And Queen was sort of accepted by the black club community and dance community um, because they can play that song. Um, It's the best. uh, It's sold seven million copies as the single. Um, the B-side on it is actually different depending on which country it was released in. So oh, okay. the B-side <clears throat> in the United States uh, is this bonkers song from the album called Don't Try Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> nice name.
1: There you go. Uh, which, uh, which country was this one you said? The United States. United States, Okay. <laughs> That's an interesting album, right? Or just the band standing around? Yeah, just I like the big gray section. With yeah, it nothing. looks like I made it in
0: Microsoft Paint.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it does. Oh, interesting. I mean, positive message, I suppose. Oh man, I love that. <laughs>
0: You're just gonna hate it
1: <laughs> and then nobody gives a damn at the end which is interesting it's like a child psa yeah let's uh i am very happy that exists yeah but, uh, right yeah, i've not heard of that and i like that it was a b-side pleasant a pleasant surprise is what happened here <laughs> um in
0: the uk the b-side is dragon attack which is like back to their old proggy stuff about dragons <laughs> yeah. and wizards and all that nonsense <laughs> Uh, but in the United States, it's, don't try suicide.
1: Yeah, did did this uh band are they the ones that used to sing about Lord of the Rings stuff? Did you come across that? Is that this band? I did it. Some band sing used, about used to have Lord, Lord of the Rings song. Let's yeah, play the I don't band know. Band that sings about Lord
0: of. I can't the remember. Rings. Oh, maybe it was Zeppelin, Black Sabbath. Maybe when writing the <laughs> wizard for Black Sabbath self-titled album, bassist Geezer Butler was reading Lord of the Geaser Rings. Geezer
1: Butler, that's a name. Let me see. Uh, I think it was, it was Led Zeppelin. They have two songs that uh, oh, there it is. they do Misty Mountain Hop, and the Battle of Evermore. Oh. Which are Hobbit things, I suppose. Interesting. All right. But that's, I guess, who I was thinking of. So uh, now we're going to talk about Led Zeppelin for 25 minutes. That's right. You know, Led Zeppelin (laughs) is
0: one of their contemporaries in the prog rock sphere. Yeah. Along with Electric Light Orchestra. Who is great. And along with um, Yes. Those are both Mm. all kind of in the same 70s prog family, as it were. Uh, So they fit right into all of that scene. Um, but this disco thing is a huge departure. Apparently, it's a, there was a little bit of a drama within the band on whether or not they should do it because it's not their quote-unquote uh, style. Uh. Uh, but they go through with it, and turns out it's a great idea because it's their biggest song that they've ever done. <laughs> um, the bass line, according to John Deacon, who wrote the song, pretty much comes straight from this disco song. I mean, it's a little bit different. I actually like the original <laughs> one better. It's by Chic. The song is called Good Times. You've definitely heard it before. Oh, got you. Okay. I see the similarities, but different enough. It's different enough. It's got those first, the rhythm's pretty close. There's more notes in this best line. No, yeah. But this, the first two beats are very, very similar. And wouldn't you know, this song also gets used a year before in 1979 for uh, Rapper's Delight, what is commonly referred to as the first rap song. Oh, and by the Sugar Hill Gang. Oh, very nice. That dude's pants are. uh, Yeah, there's a lot of pants in this video clip.
1: So this is the first rap song, apparently. You're saying?
0: Yeah, Um, this peaked uh, number four on the U.S. Soul Singles Chart in the United States, 1979.
1: Okay, yeah, gotcha. I can see. Because I don't know much about the history of rap, but this being the first is an interesting thing.
0: Yeah, this guy just basically... I can see that. He's basically just rapping over the Good Times song. There's almost... There's no, like... There's just... The vocals are just taken out of that song and then wrapped over the top of it.
1: Yeah, because they're just... It's not the singing, it's rapping. So I guess no one did that yet. That's interesting. That's it. That's all there is. Um,
0: when talking about uh, another one, Bites the Dust, uh, Dan Deacon, not Dan Deacon, oh my gosh, John Deacon. Dan Deacon <laughs> is one of the members of Animal Collective. That's not who we're talking about.
1: Uh oh, nope. Jo- That's a different band. John
0: Deacon <laughs> uh, plays the bass guitar, plays the piano, also plays the guitar, and does hand claps uh, on the record. Um, and the guitar um if you listen to the song it's got the like um it's got the funk uh tunes on it but it also has a bunch of like noises that make it sound like it's like played backwards or has like these big sweeping effects on it and those are created by the like a brand new uh, um, audio processing toy as it were called the event tide harmonizer which basically has like a a reverb on it. It has a harmonizer tool where you can like twist this knob on the front of it and it'll play like a a different note um, along with the note that you're playing. Um, I enjoy twisting knobs. Right. It's got some like uh, (laughs) delay on it too. Um, So I've watched videos of people like messing around with it. It's basically like click some buttons and just twist this knob around to make things sound extra fun. Um, It's like one of those rack reverb things. So it's like really big. And... um, It was popular pretty much instantaneously when it came out, and so um, Queen got their hands on one and started goofing off with it to make some of these guitar noises. And wouldn't you know... No, I would not. This same machine, the Eventide Harmonizer, is also used to process old I Love Lucy episodes... Oh, on topic again. That's right. And something you'll enjoy. It was used in film as a audio processor to create help create the voice of R2-D2. Oh. Yeah. Boo. So it's just like twisting the knob around to make goofy noises. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's cool. Yeah,
0: right? Um, John Deacon previously wrote, um, You're My Best Friend and I Want to Break Free. This is his I third. I want
1: to break free.
0: That's right. His third (laughs) contribution to the Queen discography and greatest hits. Um, And uh, they don't have a, I guess they have a music video, but it's one of those that's just like them playing or performing it with the band on a stage. Pretty Mercury has his, like, I guess, what's his signature, like, microphone stand that's
1: not attached to anything. It's just like a microphone on a big stick. Oh, uh, I don't know what that looks like, but I'll find out. Okay, so it's kind of like they just took a live performance and put the single over it.
0: Yeah, but I don't it's think they're... I don't know if like. they're even
1: performing to anyone. Oh, I thought it sounded like a head, but maybe I it didn't.
0: It's like they're in an empty club or something.
1: Oh, yeah, what I thought was a person is that weird reflection at the bottom. Okay.
0: Let's go. So there's... It's important to note that there's no synthesizer in this song at all. So that weird... Intro noise is like a piano that goes through that audio processor,
1: oh, okay. and then the
0: other ones are like guitar noises that go through a processor. But there's no actual synthesizer until I think the next album that Queen did. Gotcha.
1: Huh. I like the drum set being a guy's face, with the bass drum kick. Cool. All right. Well, neat. Now I've seen the music video, or at least you know, none of that. right. Um, I heard the hand claps.
0: This song, this mm. song gets remixed. You're going to really enjoy this fun fact. This song gets remixed uh, for like an extended club mix, which makes some sense. But importantly, skipping way forward in history, Ooh. in 1998, Wycliffe <clears throat> Jean or Jean or Wycliffe. Some, I don't know how to pronounce that second word. Wycliffe John, I've always thought it was called. Um, yeah. Raps over the song just like rapper's delight but most importantly it's for the soundtrack for a movie that you and i have a strange affinity for small soldiers
1: oh yes did we watch this together last year uh I don't think so, but I adore this movie. But yeah, the song is in it. I remember the scene and everything. The toys are all running out. That's right. And that's shortly before you hear Barbie Girl. Not Barbie Girl. Wannabe gets blasted. Ah. the
0: same. So it looks like Wyclef John is playing a security guard in some sort of museum. And the exhibit of the museum is like wax figures of the members of Queen, yeah. and they're having like Someone a little club stole dance. Something. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's bonkers. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate what they're going for just because it's absurd, but yeah,
0: it's right. <laughs> so there's a good uh, 1998 edition. Oh god, the
1: spray can shot bullets everywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I can stop watching that. And That's then funny, um, <laughs> the last thing is that I watched a documentary about Queen, but not about any of their heyday stuff. It was about what Queen decided to do after Freddie Mercury passed away, like how to carry on with the band. So they had an interim singer, I think also was popular in the 80s, who was with them for a while, and then that stopped. Maroon 5.
1: Didn't that guy do
0: it? No, but I think I know who you're I thinking think of.
1: Recently. Oh, the,
0: someone did. the guy who now fronts queen is american idol runner up adam lambert
1: uh, that's who i was thinking of
0: yeah okay who did this song if you remember this
1: song oh yes i remember this okay <laughs> i forgot he was like the the punk guy what do you want me? he's like a pop artist but he
0: looks like he's from panic at the disco in this video <laughs> yeah
1: I don't know how he did it. I was doing Queen stuff but like his voice doesn't sound like a Freddie Mercury style yeah so in, in this, this anyway. in this
0: song he's trying to sound like like a Maroon Five or a, just like a pop singer guy yeah. but in his audition for American Idol he ended up doing a Queen song hmm. like the fr- you know when they go in with like just in the cattle call and it's just like the four judges in an empty room yeah so he sings a Queen Sings a Freddie Mercury song and they're like, oh, he sounds all right. And, they, and he came, he was just coming off of like a Broadway tour show of some mm. musical. So he's like, so he
1: has the pipes. So right. he's got the
0: pipes. He's kind of like a theater, like musical yeah. theater kind of dude. And then got famous because of how well he did on American Idol. And then met up with Queen because Queen was like a stand in band for the finale and they both sang both the winner and adam lambert ended up singing with queen as the intro to that show and that's where they met and they're like brian may was like we really like this adam lambert guy he really had great pipes (laughs) and could sing this queen song really well and then like kick the can down the road they're (laughs) looking for this singer adam lambert is sort of like hanging out doing whatever he's doing and uh they combine and the the documentary is about like both queen and adam lambert like coming together and doing their new shows And he's really, he's really good. He's like bizarrely good at hitting all of these crazy notes that Freddie Mercury has set up for him to do. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. And he's like very showy. He's flamboyant like uh, Freddie Mercury was. So it's kind of, yeah. like, cool. And then, like, during their shows, they, they're very frank about, like acknowledging that he's not Freddie Mercury and, like, <laughs> yeah. sort of acknowledging that, like, look, no one can fill these shoes and I'm just grateful to be here. And they actually have, like, a little, like, Freddie hologram that shows up in the middle <laughs> of the show to, like, say hi or whatever. <laughs> so it's not like they don't try to erase Freddie at all, which is yeah. smart. And um, yeah. it seems like they're all pretty happy doing that. And it looks like everyone kind of digs what Anna anim- kind of brings to the table um, yeah. and it certainly like Good. opens up their fan base to like a much younger generation of people Yeah, I don't know if that's true anymore because <laughs> nobody who's in high school now <laughs> knows who Adam Lambert is but
1: for our generation I suppose it might have been. Remember American Idol 11 years ago? That's right, that's uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go That's I just remember Clay Aiken I know, right, we, we all know that's just from faith, Justin
0: right. the Kelly Clay Aiken There was Ruben Stutter There, there was someone named Fantasia <laughs> at one point Oh Fantasia uh-huh. And Adam wow. Lambert And I think that's all the ones that I Kelly Clark's Oh that guy who has the same Oh you said Justin Kelly uh, The guy who has the same First name and last name What's his name he Mars think. Mars <laughs> He like play acoustic guitar And he had like one hit uh, song On the radio um, Gosh it's gonna bother me now Oh and then there's that rock um, guy Who has sounded like um, The lead singer of
1: Nickelback Yeah. Mm. Oh there was also one uh, That Weird Al parodied for that Do I Creep You Out song oh. was originally by an American Idol winner, which oh was my. Do I Make You Proud or something, oh, if I'm nice. not mistaken on this. Well, uh, <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there, God willing. We'll eventually get there. <laughs> when we hit 2006. What is that? like his 11th album? Right. That's
0: right. <laughs> uh, Joel, I yield my time. The floor <laughs> is yours. Please.
1: <coughs> Teach me. All right. Here we go. So Queen was doing all this stuff weird al was in college when was the song released again 80s 1980. 80 yeah so he was in college he had put out where where we left off kind of uh was with my Bologna. um and that uh he thought it was going to get him you know some fame and it did not get him some fame Aww. so he just finished his college degree um but i think right before he finished it or was it it's either right before or right after anyway doesn't matter he wrote another one rides the bus oh that's different from bites the dust <laughs> it is different than bites the dust it's actually rides the bust um so uh he wrote that and then the very next weekend so this was right after writing the song pretty much he went on the dr demento show on september 14th 1980 uh and he went and recorded the song uh live on the show after just writing it. And he uh, also found a bunch of people who were in the room to like come in and do, like his queen has all those instruments. So he's like, well, we could do that with like claps and stupid stuff. And one of the people there, Happened to be John Schwartz, oh. who turns out to be Weird Al's permanent drummer from then on out and to this day. Wow. Uh, and he just had him bang on his accordion case. He didn't have a drum set, so he was just smacking a case.
0: So, um, so Ben, <laughs> John qualified to be a lifelong Musical collaborator because he could successfully bang on a. Accordion he successfully
1: case. bang on an accordion. Nice. Case. Um, and also at that recording place was uh, s- uh, some other fellow Doctor Demento people Dan Damascus Holambre, and musical Mike Kiefer who we've mentioned who does this stuff. He yeah. was there. Um, and I did find a little video. I tried to find the video of the actual performance, but it does not exist. I guess. But I found this which you might just want to skim through parts of it, but like it has Mike in the background. He's like doing this stuff, trying to teach other people how to do it. And then Al's there doing silly things. Um, But it's pretty much uh, this video I'm sending is about that recording session. And that live performance that they ended up doing is the exact same thing that's on the album. They never re-recorded the song. The only one that exists is the one that he performed a week after writing it that he got a bunch of random people to perform with. So it's a very raw. Love it. I always love that. John Swartz is in a wicker
0: chair in front of a swimming pool. He
1: is. That's important to know. a nice pool. There's a little kangaroo or something holding something out. (laughs) The video reiterates some of the things I have said. (laughs) I love that
0: Weird Al always has the opportunity to wear a dumb shirt. He definitely does.
1: Yes dump shirt on
0: oh look he's this is during the um running with scissors promotional tour because that cd is yeah. sitting conspicuously yeah. next to him <laughs> yeah
1: I'm assuming it's some sort of promotion but oh uh there is at least like a photo of the session yeah there is a picture i tried to find just the picture just on a site and it doesn't exist so it's only in this video as far as i could tell let me send you the uh handwritten lyrics that he did Ooh. I also tried to find this on the internet, and it's not on the internet, so I had to take a picture of my book. <laughs> Excellent. This is us contributing to the internet. Yes. Uh, I haven't cropped it or anything, but here's the thing for you. Let's
0: examine Weird Al's penmanship, shall we? Okay, he writes <laughs> yes. in, shall, he,
1: you're an English teacher, yeah, he, writes, How's he doing? Okay,
0: so he writes in all caps, which is a very engineer thing to do, because my dad's a civil engineer, and he writes in all caps. Like, they um, mm. like they teach you how to write correctly, basically. Like, how to have the correct engineer penmanship. Yeah.
1: So, this... Because he is an architect in college for architecture. So,
0: this doesn't so. look exactly like my dad's, my dad's handwriting, but it's, like, in the same font family as my dad's handwriting. Mm. The U's and the W's and the N's, like, all the, the second strokes that come up are all very tall, which is interesting. He uses an uh-huh. m dash. It says it was smelling like a locker room. Um, that m dash isn't required there. He's got the he's got the apostrophe <laughs> and dropped the g, which makes sense. But like a locker room doesn't need an m dash to suggest a completely different phrase. Um, he does uh-huh. have the comma before the conjunction for so, so that's good. He would get points for that for my class. <laughs> so he wouldn't fail. I mean, I'm not a big fan of him writing gonna. He really should be saying going oh, to, no. but I understand that ruins the cadence of the song.
1: Yeah. So if he, I feel like he's, since he wants to say gonna, he's got to write gonna, or else he maybe he'll say going uh, on accident. Oh, I love
0: going. I love this <laughs> bit where he says to let a couple more freaks get on comma. Yeah. But he scratched out. Yeah. And then he wrote,
1: look out. <laughs> That's the, kind but of, yeah, was not cut. Cause man. what
0: I was, what is odd to me is that this is so nicely written. And that's the only thing that seems to be an error of some kind. Like he reprinted these lyrics because unless he writes lyrics very clearly, because I know I write I, like chicken scratch my lyrics and like make notes on it and all that kind of stuff. So this yeah. looks like a final rough draft, if you will. And maybe it is. Yeah, maybe it is. Meh. I'm trying to. There's a little thing at the very, very bottom right-hand corner, but I can't tell what oh, it is. Oh, it
1: says um, verse or something. I kind of got. It. I have the book right here. I could look at it. What book is this from? Um, this is from Weird Al, the book. Excellent. Yeah, oh, you're welcome for that thump. Okay, let's see here. It says, and I quote.
0: So there's a little note that's in like the crotch of the book or the gutter where it's bound, and I can't
1: see it on the picture. So I'm It says to over and there's an arrow pointing to the right. Are you saying that there's stuff that we don't get to see? I guess so. And you can see by looking at this photo that there is stuff on the back side of it. Oh my gosh. Oh, do you think there's it, like bleed through? Do you think but I can we don't have the scan? Do you of think we back. can read through the bleed through? The window bod no <laughs> wait let's
0: do the we're gonna investigate this uh dr Demeno
1: database one of those says pick up your mops maybe if you can figure it out you're a better man than i okay so i'm looking up the the episode
0: on the dr Demeno, so you said it was the september 14th show September 14th, 1980. Special gets John Schwartz um, and a phone call from Michael Palin of Monty Python. Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's cool. Oh my gosh, Defier's Face by Spike Jones was played on this episode. We listened to that <laughs> in episode 2 of our podcast. We talked about wrote. Hitler and just making farting noises.
1: It's <laughs> so good.
0: <laughs> so good. Okay you don't take your showers live in studio
1: oh you don't take your showers that's one of his songs i could send it to you i mean we could look it up i guess so um. maybe
0: on the back side of this piece of paper are the lyrics to you don't take Your yeah showers. maybe because that kind of looked i'm gonna look up the lyrics and you see if you can find them you don't it's a parody of the 1978 neil diamond and barba streisand duet you don't bring me flowers All right, so the lyrics are, Joel, see if you can figure it out. You don't take your showers. You don't use band roll-on. Please don't come near me anymore. I'll throw up on the floor because you make me ill. Any of that look like it's on there? Um, are there words that you can make out? Man, it's kind of hard. you saying it's hard to read through a piece of paper that words that are backwards?
1: yeah like it almost looks that looks like i too, but it can't be because that's regular <laughs> like if it was written backwards so it's like um does anyone enjoy it doesn't it? seem like it's starting with you don't take your showers anyway so right it's mm. like it says the wind would starts with the <laughs> So funny. i'm trying to like
0: turn my computer like i can turn the page and it's not working out all right, well, this remains a mystery, which is unfortunate, because I really want to solve something here. But it might not be
1: in our favor. You know what I just realized? What's that? It's just another one rides the bus, but sloppier. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just made up the... um, we're, cause, but, uh, we're stopping to pick up some more, and now I just see... We're stop and pick up, and then cross off and more. So this, so it's just yeah, it's a <laughs> sloppy version of the. So Approves uh, my list.
0: my suspicions that it was too nice to be the first draft.
1: <laughs> wow. At least that only took a good five interesting minutes to figure out. You're welcome, everyone. You're goddamn welcome. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So it's not the, you don't take your showers. So you don't even have to click on that if you didn't already. Anyway.
0: So just before Irrelevant. Just before Weird Al performs, Another One Rides the Bus, uh, John Sh- Schwartz is interviewed and he plays Mr. Ghost Goes to Town and <laughs> a song called Woodsy.
1: Ooh, Woodsy. That's all I can tell you. Exciting. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. Um, well, luckily they at least recorded this song because now it's on the album. And it was also on uh, the EP that he released, which I know we've talked about. But it's actually called another one rides the bus EP, so it's more talkable. It's more yeah. relevant. <laughs> no, talkable. Mm. Tim, mm-hmm. sorry, talkable. <laughs> it's talkable. Yes, uh, but yeah, because that song just kept getting requested and requested uh, on the Doctor. This Dementia isn't show important, but my f-
0: my favorite fast food chain is
1: Talkable. Mm. I, I, oh, uh, where is that? It's on the corner of uh, Siskiyou and Tolman Creek. Oh! Oh, gotcha. Corner of Siskiyou and Greek. Okay, Taco Bowl. Alright, so yeah, this song came out. Was a hit on the record show. Not the record show. The radio show. Um, So much so that Al was like, what if I put this out myself on my own uh, little record? Which we've talked about. The other one writes CP. He put that out by borrowing money from Dr. Demento. And it did fine. But so much... At least did okay because tk records which i think we talked about this record before because the b side is got a boogie that's right so we would have at least brought this record out for that but the uh the main one was another one rides the bus and it was put out and then like a couple days later the record uh, label shut down and they didn't make any more that's right they're done so so they were done um but still enough to put it out and the got a boogie is the original version not the other version uh, and because of that out or a record being put out, he had a TV spot for his first time ever. So he got to be on live television, not just live Doctor Demento show, Ooh. but a show. And it is here. It is called Tom Snyder's The Tomorrow Show. I've heard- I have not heard of this before, but the only reason i know there about it is. it is
0: because of this clip and okay same someone was telling me i was must have been watching something that was like it was kind of a big deal show but i don't know how much that's true or uh, not true, i don't know
1: yeah i mean it must have been something at least but uh late yeah night. he got to go on that and that was his first time to be on a live show and that just has him and john bermuda schwartz banging on a little thing except for this time he also had like horns and kazoos and whistles and stuff he was hitting um But uh, I sent you one that has the introduction, because the introduction's funny. Last September, Weird Al performed his newest parody entitled Another One Rides the Bus. This was done live on the Dr. Demento radio show, with stations across the country carrying this this program, reporting an overwhelming problem with listener response. Everybody turn their radio off. (laughs) Here is... Weird Al Yankovic, and the weirdest thing that Al has ever done is one day he took a tire off his father's car and he sucked all the air out of it. He has uh, he has uh, his partner John Schwartz with him tonight, and they have a song. I can't find the title here. What's the title of this song, Weird Al? Another one rides the bus. It's another one. Rides the um, bus. If you here notice is his weird pants, Al Yankovic. Do you see there his it? pants, Tim?
0: Yeah, I think I really botched the intro.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, weird.
0: Okay, these pants are.
1: Ooh, this intro is fun. Oh yeah, with the, the song. He has some. Uh, I don't know if, it's, if he's making it up, but it sounds like a traditional old kind of fancy song, and then he works right into another one of There's a lot of extra things going on in this uh,
0: accordion case. There's like horns and whistles. Yeah, he
1: has all sorts of stuff. Um, that's for his live debut. You got to go all out, Tim.
0: All right. So tell me about these pants, Joel. They're they're Do like. You see those pants? They're striped. They're gold, blue, and red stripes uh horizontal stripes
1: did you see the pants yeah uh, do you want to <laughs> tell me about
0: the pants or just that they're all right, so crazy? he's also
1: wearing them in the in this photo on the back of the album art he's wearing those oh. pants and apparently these were his show pants so he wore them at every tour he did for at least the first you know maybe year or something but he wore it all it was part of his iconic look quote unquote Weird Al was on a separate podcast called Dave and Ethan's 2000 Weird Al Podcast, and he talks about these pants on there for like 30 seconds. Uh, So Weird Al was in his architecture class, and a uh, fellow was wearing some crazy pants, and he went up and told him how much he liked his pants, and the guy just gave him the pants. That's solid. That's the gist of it. That's such a good Uh, move. Yeah, so uh, I guess he just wore the pants at a lot of shows. So if you like look at um, various old Weird Al photographs, he'll have those pants on, which are kind of fun. And um, but yeah, so we had him on that live debut show, rocking up some. Yeah, and they're crazy looking. They're pretty funny though.
0: I'm looking up some some facts about the the late late show with Tom Snyder.
1: Oh yes, what did you learn?
0: The f- um there's one trivia fact on imdb it says sometimes brash often funny and always interesting which i would argue is not a fact at all
1: (laughs) (laughs) those are just things that it could potentially be
0: although i think we can um create a trivia fact because weird al's debut is on this show is it the late late show with tom snyder no this is 1995 that can't be right
1: this is The Tomorrow the Show tomorrow with Tom show. Snyder.
0: Okay, Tom Snyder hosted like three different late night shows. So, the That t- sounds like a
1: Snyder. Hm. Let
0: me solve this problem. Let's see what's going on in this trivia section. Connections edited into Weird Al Yankovic colon The Ultimate Video Collection from 2003. Oh yes,
1: that DVD. That's the first time I saw it was when that dvd came out hold on i'm going to i want to solve something in this episode
0: even if something as silly as editing an imdb page in fact i went i, I told you I, I texted you this earlier but i went on a i wouldn't say drunken i would say buzzed email spree <laughs> oh yes and i i purchased a um a imdb pro account so that i could access oh. email accounts
1: <laughs> oh jesus that's Hilarious.
0: I, so that people know that this podcast exists. Uh, it hasn't really, uh, n- no fruits have come from my labors thus far. Uh, uh, but I, I will be. But the seeds have been planted. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Alright, so in nineteen eighty one it won it was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Achievement in Technical Direction and Electronic Camera Work. Oh,
1: probably because of Weird Al's performance. I don't
0: think so. It doesn't have his name anywhere. In oh, there.
1: come on, man. No, it's for the Charles. Oh, it's off. for the Charles
0: Manson interview. <laughs> oh <laughs> Wow.
1: Nice. Same thing. Wow. Okay, everyone. I'm done looking at this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um. I just find this song interesting in one point because it's the only song that never got re-recorded again. As far as for the album that came out, he re-recorded a couple of the demos and then a bunch of new ones. But he didn't re-record this one. Interesting. So it's exactly the same. So it's kind of jarring if you listen to the album and be like, why does this one sound just worse? Did he do anything to it? As far as quality. When he did the um,
0: the complete, the, the, the accordion box set thing?
1: Well, they remastered it, but I mean, there's only so much... Like, everything's still intact. They just, you know, mess with frequencies a little bit. Um, So it does sound a little cleaner. But it's still, the recording itself is going to have that old. And, like, the mix is set in stone. You can't mess with it because it was just mixed on the spot, I think, and everything. Um, But, yeah, kind of fun. It's just him and a bunch of people who learned it in an hour and sat in a place and recorded it. And then that's where that went. And then that was his big hit up until um he did i love rocky road which we already talked about and talked to the members and got his sing or the single or the cd out of that so and the my bologna got him
0: connected with uh the label and stuff too right
1: yeah which was before this one but then yeah so my bologna uh another one rides the bus and i love rocky road are the three big songs of the album, the ones that progressed it to go somewhere mm. and then it'll eventually at least have it come out. Those were the three main ones as far as his career getting started goes. So Kind of fun. And also apparently around this time another one rides the bus, he recorded a Yoda demo, which he couldn't get rights for so that's why that didn't come out for a couple years. Oh, but we'll get to that. Fascinating. But that was done at the same time, huh. a Yoda. Interesting. Do you feel like you're trapped in a bus right now?
0: Uh, no, actually, I feel like I'm pretty, pretty sad. I was, I was at Trader Joe's earlier today and I felt a little bit trapped like I was on a bus. There's so many people there, but, uh, I
1: survived. It was fine. Another one goes to Trader Joe's. Another one goes to Trader Joe's <laughs> with the perverts in the back. <laughs> Badum, Still true. Bump, bump. That's just yet get the perverts in the back and it smells like a locker room. Uh, Joel, I, uh, this is the part of the show where
0: I, uh, talk, take us off of a tangent more than I normally do.
1: We've done that before. Yeah, I think so. Tangents. Yes. We don't allow tangents on here. The, well, we are consider, clearly focused at all times.
0: Consider this your trigonometry class, because I'm taking us on a tangent.
1: <laughs>
0: ha! That's a ha. That was a cute. <laughs> nice. Y equals but, mx plus b. Uh, <laughs> um, Joel, I looked up. Yes. Famous buses. Oh, Greyhound. Or should I not say anything? I mean, you Uh-oh. can say Greyhound, and I also didn't put Greyhound on the list. Greyhound. So maybe my list is incomplete. <laughs> Let me put a little uh, dash up here. Okay, Greyhound.
1: Greyhound.
0: Okay, um, and now I need to look up a fun fact about Greyhound buses. Greyhound <laughs> buses. But it's going to give me the official They're bus. named after a dog. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> Done. Um, the company's route first began in... Hibbing, Minnesota in nineteen fourteen.
1: Oh, Minnesota. What about the biggest ball of twine? Is that near there? It might be near there. I don't know where the biggest <laughs> ball of twine is, uh, since uh, I haven't had to research that.
0: I bet we'll learn at I some point. I bet we'll learn at some point. The one the first one I have is the magic school bus.
1: Hmm. <laughs> That's a good one. Miss Frizzle. Miss Frizzle.
0: Uh in the nineteen eighties it was a children's scholastic book um series. And then in the early 90s it turned into a cartoon show. and then I saw the show. In the late 90s it turned into uh, computer games.
1: Oh, and then okay. later
0: in the 2000s or 2010s, rather, it turned into a rebooted Netflix series. Also, they made a show for children,
1: like a live action. No, no, it's
0: just more cartoons. Oh,
1: oh, okay, gotcha.
0: Not just like to be Frizzle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although uh, Kate McKinnon (laughs) revoiced Miss Frizzle in the rebooted version.
1: Okay, that's fun. Mm -hmm. I like her a lot. Yeah. How about that? She's the best SNL.
0: Lily Tomlin was the original voice Uh, actress for Lily Tomlin. How about that? Um, How about it? How about it? Okay, next one
1: uh bus 142 <laughs> oh wow bus 142 huh which is the that's a good bus <laughs> which is which is the bust from into the
0: wild i don't know if you're familiar oh with got you okay i am familiar with okay. it but i haven't read or seen it so i know what it is and what it's well about. i teach this book every year with my students okay. uh, so i know a bit about bus 142 but it is a abandoned bus in the middle of nowhere alaska that chris McCandless hiked to and uh later ended up dying in um because he couldn't get out of the wilderness on his own and the bus lack of
1: preparation
0: lack of yeah well he was intentionally unprepared which turned out not to be a good idea yeah fair i I can see
1: that Uh, it's almost like this episode. Uh, yeah. the Unprepared? You mean that half hour I spent before we started talking wasn't preparing <laughs> enough?
0: <laughs> All the bits of this episode are just us breathing into microphones and typing.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, the bus, actually, uh, two years ago, I believe, the bus was airlifted out of the Alaska wilderness oh. because too many people were trying to go to the bus and dying oh. to get there. Yeah, they're like, like, let's get rid of this, people are dying. Yeah, and Alaska was, after for a while, they're just like, let's just not have this here anymore.
1: So they just removed it from Alaska, and they put it in some museum. But now people will just be like, I'm at the spot where the bus used to right. be. And they'll put a little plaque, and then they're like, I'm at the plaque. <laughs> you know. And then they'll still die. That's right. There's no killing it.
0: <laughs> um, the next one is the bus from the movie Speed.
1: <laughs>
0: oh! This bus uh, couldn't go less than
1: 60 miles per hour, or else what would happen, Joel? I think the bus go boom. The bus go boom. <laughs> I remember Sandra Bullock going, ah! While driving a lot. That's right. Uh, Sandra Bullock's big break, in fact, was being the yeah. bus driver. In I didn't know it was a big break. It was but, indeed. Uh, interesting. Um, okay. released this... Remember the this scene uh, when Keanu Reeves is uh, looking down at the bus, and he's like, he gave a cell phone to um a pedestrian a fellow bus rider and he was supposed to say everything that he says so he's like just say everything i say and he's like saying oh the engines blah 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 and the guy was like the engines, blah 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 And he's like oh the tires he's like oh the tires and he's like Fuck me and the guy's like oh darn that's what i remember from that movie that's like it nice. <laughs> jeff daniels is in it jeff daniels is in it <laughs> dennis hopper's in
0: it it's a crazy movie yeah, see that was my great input um, th- My fun fact about <laughs> Speed Is it's released the same year As the Magic School Bus cartoon Fun fact So there's two bus themed oh. things In the in our society That was a good year What year was that again? Uh, 1994, I think 94, okay uh, 10 buses were
1: used in the making of the film Each, oh, each one because they, they kept blowing up? Because they kept blowing up As they kept going boom <laughs> Sandra was just driving too slow Or too fast That's right
0: each, one, each bus had two steering wheels, one for Sandra Bullock and one for the stunt driver. Oh. Which more often than not Where was, was on hiding? the
1: roof of the bus. Oh, gotcha. Okay.
0: That <laughs> is the. I'm like in the very front. <laughs> <laughs> it's the epitome of stunt driving. Just drive this, okay. but be on the roof.
1: Yeah.
0: Like Mr. Bean. That's right. <laughs> uh, the next one is uh, Ken Kesey's Magic Bus from Ken C- Kesey's um, hippie com- commune society thing oh, Okay. Um, this was I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Teeth and the Electric Band from the I Muppets oh yes never mind. that's them being parodied in Muppet form okay. and Ken Kesey is like a big hippie guy in the 60s uh, during the summer of love he took his famous bus drove across the country to get to Woodstock Woodstock Woodstock
1: Green Day. <laughs> the, oh, they did a famous uh, show there and threw mud at everyone. Oh, I see. I see. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Um,
0: uh, wouldn't <laughs> you know that the bus um, started or is parked at um, just outside of Eugene, Oregon?
1: Oh, are people hiking there and dying? I don't
0: think people are hiking there and dying because it's just okay, right good. off the road. <laughs> but as of I this recording, die. they are raising funds or just finishing up a documentary documentary about the restoration of the bus
1: oh so i created a um or i thought of uh, another one rides the bus parody oh another one mm-hmm. and it's called another one rides the bus but it's about riding the bus on your mix when you're mixing something <laughs> and you have it running through a bus and you ride it so it's about riding a audio bus I am hilarious. You are hilarious. And I'm going to write that down and sell it to Weird Al. That's what he
0: wants. He wants
1: another parody (laughs) of a more
0: obscure thing on a song he's already covered 40 (laughs) years ago. It's a great idea. All right. This is Zane Kesey, the son of Ken Kesey.
1: Oh, okay. Neat. Now they have uh, drunk people dancing. Could you
0: you describe (laughs) why this bus looks slightly different from uh, maybe a Greyhound bus?
1: Uh, Because it's older (laughs) Well,
0: uh, again, we have an audio-only format here, Joel And people are suffering because they have no idea what we're looking at And it's now your
1: job to describe what makes this bus notable Yeah, but you see, I I know what it looks like (laughs) They're listening to Tacky Or Happy, I guess, which is kind of funny Because Tacky is what we should be talking about But yeah, this bus looks more like a school bus Like an old school bus kind of to me or just an old 50s bus or whatever i don't know years yeah, 60s sure. okay um but yeah greyhounds and such those is it, those it, are is it more, painted yellow like a school bus oh no it is not this is painted all i'll just say i'm not just gonna say hippie-ish it's just you know it's bright colors and in, um interesting artwork
0: indeed and it seems like you stand on top of
1: it yeah, because that's what these people are doing, and they're dancing to Happy in front of Old Navy. <laughs> As you do. As you do. I'm so happy whenever I'm on a bus outside of Old Navy. All right,
0: another famous bus. The,
1: yes. the double-decker bus. Oh, the London double-decker That's exactly du- right.
0: Uh, double-decker buses are common throughout the United Kingdom and have been favored over articulated buses, which are like the accordion ones. Oh yeah. So okay. in England, they like double deckers more than accordions, and the the reasoning is that. where that
1: would not be pleased.
0: I know, right? The reason is that um, they like that it's shorter length, uh, and has a larger seating capacity, and also because it's safer to operate through narrow streets, which often are slightly Oh, more that common. makes sense
1: because they have tight streets there. They sure and, do. Um, but um, I just think they're fun because you get to go up a f- flight of stairs. Something about that in a car is cool. That's exactly right. I don't know. It's not common, so therefore I like That's it. That's right. I've, I've seen planes in movies that do it, but I've never been on one.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: I have one more famous bus for you. Oh, what there's, kind of only bus? Th- right, there's only one.
0: Right, audio bus. <laughs> there's only one three-decker
1: bus that existed. Hmm. Where was it? Harry Potter. Oh, the pink or purple one with the guy. You're exactly right. It's called whatever. the the <laughs> night
0: bus. It's the only three-decker yeah, yeah. with a full third level that has ever existed because uh, that's not very structurally sound. If you tried to make a three-decker yeah.
1: box. did they make one work for
0: the movie? Or, so
1: because it's not, it, it doesn't exist outside.
0: Correct. Of that, so so they made one, but not street legal. And then to okay, like promote gotcha. the film, they like kind of made a fake one. But not one that's actually like usable. Like you can't go up to yeah. the third floor in the in the fake one. It's just like okay. a facade.
1: How dare um, this
0: was made for the Prisoner of Azkaban film, where they put two buses basically on top of each other. <laughs> uh, though it was merely a prop made by the special effects team for a movie, the British built um, the Bristol VR double-decker bus imitation of the night bus was a functioning bus and even went on tour. But you're
1: gonna get on I don't know how many shows it played <laughs> no, <it's right. laughs> It just goes on stage It goes honk And there's a guy going yeah!
0: <laughs> And to connect this To the Weird Pals universe Wouldn't you know That the 20 Trucks songs guy The guy who makes Truck songs for kids Which we have mm. already done For the tow truck song Has also done one oh, yeah. For the right. buses
1: <laughs> Oh god. Bus. <laughs> oh. This is very nice.
0: Don't have a car? a Bus. It's from the 20 Trucks uh, YouTube channel in case you want children's songs about any vehicles. Uh, we investigated this in the on the stop dragging my car around episode, and I found
1: because of the uh, yeah. yeah because of the tow trucks, the tow trucks. Do you think he does one on the Belvedere Cruiser? I don't think. I think this is strictly like industrial cars. Oh jeez. Oh yeah, there's mail truck. I remember all this all right. now. There you go. Joel, I
0: have one more very random thing to share with you for this episode. Oh, I got a text. Out of the blue From mm. a person we both know Named Alicia Ah I do know and Alicia Okay So Yesterday At 2.30 in the afternoon Apropos of absolutely nothing it, Last time she texted me was February So Ooh. six months of nothing <laughs> Or eight months of nothing Here's what she said So weird little fun fact one of our chaplains used to be Weird Al's chaplain. Thought you would enjoy that. Joe from Colorado. Uh,
1: what is a chaplain?
0: A chaplain is like a um like a religious leader. I know leader. Charlie Chaplin. It's right? so like a religious leader who would like the like the priest guys who show up at hospitals. Oh. Got you. Okay. Interesting. And I said, Wait, what? Like a church chaplain? And Uh she said, Yes. I work for a hospice company. (laughs) We have chaplains. One of our Colorado chaplains used to be his pastor. And I I said, That's so bizarre. (laughs) And he said, Alicia said, He would never perform, apparently. Understandable. (laughs) Which is absolutely. And then I said, A real missed opportunity, like the idea of Weird Owl like performing some sort of Eucharist ceremony with an accordion. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. And then I said, What's extra strange about this is that Joel and I are actually working on a Weird Owl podcast. We're recording again tomorrow. And she responds, <laughs> OMG really? How strange. Now, Joel. You know yes. I'm addicted to contacting people to try to get them onto this show. Yes. Would you like me to try to get Joe from Colorado onto <laughs> a future episode of the Weird Pals podcast? Uh,
1: we could talk. Because he must have been in contact with him then when he was like, what, 10 or something? I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. It's like, give me your weird health. We're outfits. gonna have to ask. Yes. I guess we'll have to find out. Shall I text? Uh, yes. Okay. Text good old Joe from Colorado. Joe and I are recording <laughs> right now.
0: And
1: As we speak.
0: We want to interview Joe Sent. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, there it is. World changing. Boom. There you go. Uh Joel, what are we um what are we doing next week?
1: Um uh I'll be mellow when
0: I'm dead, Ooh. I think. I'm gonna have to do a lot of research because I don't know anything about it.
1: Uh, yeah, I bet I'm not gonna be able to find much either. Ooh, that sounds like it's gonna be a lot of nonsense. <laughs> I did forget to send you one photo. Oh, send me a photo from this one. <laughs> so, um, uh, the single for another one rides the bus when it was released in Dutch, had a um, album art.
0: Weird Al Yankovic. Another one rides the bus. It seems to be a very packed bus. Cartoon yeah. bus with cartoon characters
1: But yeah, it's pretty cool um, it. But yeah, that was only released on the Dutch one So like, uh, I, I feel like I should try to find it Like, They even has like TK written on the hubcap And that's the record label that then went out of business Nice um, Look at that find Yeah, there's a naked woman on there Which I'm just now noticing I didn't really pay that much oh, attention Oh yeah, for, her but, little boobies are hanging out the window Yes, they are how oh, and the guy
0: in the very back behind her in, like, the plaid t-shirt is is yeah. doing that whole, the, like little okay sign. So he's going to punch you in the shoulder.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the, the gotcha That's thing. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I like how the uh, person is pointing through the speech bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like broke me. through the speech bubble. Love it. Well, there you go. I See, I meant to send that photo when I was talking about the single, and then I just uh, didn't. Fascinating. <laughs> yep. Well, Joe, we've done a good job here. Did we?
0: Yeah, the reviews are in. We did do a job. A very well paying job. Oh, yeah, I was going to say also, job. Can I, is any of that sentence true? Did we do anything? <laughs> that's debatable. Is it a job? That's strongly debatable. Was it it's good? Again, lots on the table debatable. to be debatable.
1: <laughs> but was it something? It, it was. was something.
0: Boy, this was something. We,
1: boy, this. We would was only something. like
0: three star reviews, and we would like them to mostly
1: say, "Boy, comma, this was something." Period. Yes, like that exists. Not great. Hopefully, not terrible. Just there. That's Right. We hope you're In the ethers of the internet Ooh. for people to find thousands of years from now when they're trying to find very interesting things about the human race once we're all dead. That's right. And they find this. Well, and they learn future oh, human things
0: things beings. <laughs> Huh? Huh? I'm trying to segue, Joel. What? Oh, I don't
1: have one of those. Okay.
0: Future human beings, if you are continuing to try to understand humanity from listening to this podcast, you can listen to the next episode, which will be coming out very soon. About yes. I'll, be uh,
1: I'll be mellow when I'm dead. Until then, Joel. Until then, Tim. Bye. Bye.
0: Wait, Joel, wait, wait. What happened? We forgot the most important part of the show. What is it? We got to go to Get Song BPM and we got to compare BPMs. We got to compare BPMs. What a nightmare. This sucks. We could have done this before. I was out the door. I was about to have a social life. I was almost on the toilet. We stopped both of those vital (laughs) bodily functions to check the BPMs. Here we go.
1: All right. Another one rides the bus. We have, for a tempo, 131. Oh, according to
0: GetSongBPN.com, the tempo of another one bites the dust is
1: 112. Oh, so that's uh, almost doubled or cut in half, so it's not that different. You said 134,
0: right? Yeah, 131. 131, so it's 15 less, 20 less BPMs?
1: Yeah, not half that's as when much. I'm out of BPMs. Well, but well, I mean, I'm if Matthew you cut, doing. it's just because if you play it, it's like whether it's going ch ch or if it's going ch ch, but it's still like almost the same. Yeah, right? but would you know? Am I wrong with no, this? Am I doing did, the wrong math?
0: Yeah, just divide your number by two and that's half time, and then double it is double time. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was looking at this wrong. <laughs> Trigonometry? Yes, right. Uh, More importantly, how
0: much danceability do you have? 83.